Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this vitally important question. What question keeps your child up at night? And really what we're asking is what question burns in the heart of the next generation and all of our kids. So in the last episode, we did a deep dive into identity with my special guest, Robbie Angle. We discussed how knowing our identity in Christ is central to our understanding of who God is, who we are, and it is central to the discipleship of our kids. If we get this one wrong, moms and dads, it's going to show up everywhere else in our parenting. We're going to be focused on the performance of our kids because it's a reflection of who we are as parents. That is a bad place to parent from. Now, as I was reflecting on our conversation, I wanted to dive a little deeper into how the issue of identity applies in particular to our kids, to this generation, to Gen Z. I want to get the aerial view with a very wide angle lens. Why is the topic of identity so important to Gen Z? Well, I'm going to unpack that for you today. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. This, this is my skyship, Dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to LifeAudio.com or search your favorite podcast app, for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com. Why is the topic of identity so important to Gen Z? I'm going to give you the Cliff Notes version, then we're going to zoom way out to get the big 
picture mamas and papas. Here's the Cliff Notes version. Get ready. It's it's super fast. The reason why identity is so critical for Gen Z is because that is the prevailing issue of their day. Identity is it. Like I said at the end of the last episode, identity smacks every Gen Zer upside the head the second they get up in the morning. Now, let me unpack that by zooming way way out. Years ago, I was listening to a professor from Vanderbilt University discuss what the central question of each generation is. Fascinating topic. I was riveted. For baby boomers, that generation, those were our parents if you're a Gen Xer like me or possibly your grandparents if you were a millennial, but baby boomers were born in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. They were called Baby boomers, by the way, because after World War II, there was this huge spike in birth rates. I guess everybody was making up for lost time. But, uh, you know, the economy was doing better. It was a great time to expand the family. Characteristics of this generation are... They are strong and have a very focused work ethic. Baby boomers are typically hardworking individuals who often define themselves by their professional accomplishments. They're independent and competitive, goal-oriented, resourceful. Hey, you know, they learned that from their parents who lived through the Great Depression. They're experienced and self-assured, and they value relationships They so value relationships. That was some bonus material right there. I totally see that in the baby boomers in my life, especially valuing relationships. Now, the primary question that beat at the heart of this generation was, what is true? That's what they wanted to answer. And I love that question. In episode 23 of CPCW, I asked the question, what is the biggest threat to our faith and culture today? (laughs) Spoiler alert, it is the attack on truth. You should check out that episode. By the way, it was really, really helpful. I'll, I'll link it for you in the show notes because that's the kind of show host I am trying to make your life easier. Uh, So uh, those baby boomers asked the most important question of any generation. What is true? Now, how important is truth when it comes to the Christian faith? It's really hard to overestimate this. It is central. It is foundational. It's the most important question you can ask. So I had this educational experience years ago that was it was really like an epiphany that brings home how important truth is in the life of believers. Years ago, I did uh, I was sitting in this class. It was called The Truth Project, which is this fascinating series put out by Focus on the Family. And the instructor comes out and asks this question. Why did Jesus come to the earth? Like, why was he born And, you know, we talked amongst ourselves for a while and came up with what I thought were some pretty good answers, a really good list. We said that he came to save us. He came to redeem us and reconcile us. He came to conquer sin and, and death and Satan. Yeah. And to be sure, he did accomplish all of those things in coming to earth. But that's not why he came. Like the primary reason why he was born. 
You see, there's this fascinating scene in the Gospels when Jesus is standing before Pontius Pilate and he tells us point blank why he was born. Let me set the stage. Jesus is on trial for his life. He's about to be executed and he knows it. Now, Pilate is this middling, striving, governing official. He's got some power that he's trying desperately to hold on to. He was the fifth governor of the Roman province of Judea, and he is he's just trying not to screw things up, okay? So when the Pharisees, those are the religious leaders and the Jewish faith, they came to him insisting that this guy named Jesus was, was disrupting things. So he agreed to question him reluctantly. And in this exchange, Jesus says something surprising, I think. It's it's a little shocking, theologically speaking. Here's the exchange with Pontius Pilate. Listen to this. Jesus says, for this purpose, I was born. For this purpose, I have come into the world. Wait for it. Wait for it. To bear witness to the truth. That is John 1837. Side note, that is an excellent verse to have your kids memorize. By the way, we committed that to memory earlier this year. So Jesus goes on to say, quote, everyone on the side of truth listens to me, end quote. So there it is, moms and dads. Jesus's primary purpose for coming to the earth wasn't to save us or redeem us or reconcile us to God or conquer death and the grave and Satan. Again, he did accomplish all those things. But his primary purpose for coming was testifying to the truth. Why is that? Like, why is truth so important, so central, so foundational to Christ's mission? Because, as I've mentioned before, we can't have salvation. We can't be redeemed. We can't be reconciled to the Father. We can't experience eternal life with Jesus in heaven or experience victory over sin and death and Satan if we don't first and foremost know what is truth. Truth is the gateway to all of those other amazing things. Jesus said, quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That is John 14, verse 6. Another really great and very important verse to memorize with your kids. Let's let's back this up a little bit. Why, again, is truth so important? In the garden, Satan attacked one thing that led to the downfall of mankind. He attacked the truth. He lied to Eve. He said, did God really say dot, dot, dot? And then he started to question God's character and God's standard and his rules. And Eve was deceived. Jesus came to counteract that lie with the truth. He came first and foremost to destroy the lie that the enemy has been selling mankind ever since. That God isn't who he says he is. And that he didn't say what he actually said. Because you see, the lie is the doorway to destruction and separation from God. If we accept God's truth revealed in Jesus Christ, then we can experience salvation and eternal life and reconciliation to God and redemption and the conquering of sin and death and Satan. The doorway to everything good that God offers 
is the doorway of truth. You know, these two scenes from Scripture, Satan in the garden and Jesus before Pilate, they kind of remind me of that iconic scene from A Few Good Men where Tom Cruise embarks on this blistering interrogation of Jack Nicholson and he cries, I want the truth. And Nicholson yells back, you can't handle the truth. That, you know, kind of like Satan in the garden with Adam and Eve, you can't handle the truth. Only really, he was the one who couldn't handle the truth. And then Jesus comes on the scene and he's all, I am the truth and the way and the life, not in that order. And I'm going to, I'm going to fix this mess that your lie made saying, yeah, yeah. It was a slightly paraphrased version of uh, how that really went down. But yeah, I think that might've worked a little bit better in my head. Uh, Anyways, so when those baby boomers were asking the question, what is true? They were asking the most important question that anyone can ask. You know, in that exchange, Pontius Pilate followed up Christ's statement of purpose with that very question. He asked, what is truth? But he asks in a cynical state of disbelief. He was standing right in front of truth and tragically, he didn't recognize it. So sad. That scenario is repeated time and time and time again in our culture, isn't it? People can be standing right in front of the truth, but they can't see it. But the baby boomer generation, for the most part, asked this question sincerely. They got it right. In the past decade, the Action Bible has helped millions of kids across the world better understand the stories of the Bible. Through vivid illustrations and fast-paced stories, children have engaged in God's Word like never before. Now in 2024, there is a new edition, the Faith in Action Edition with enhanced features. The Action Bible Faith in Action Edition has a new color design, 230 Bible stories and digital resources that will help kids grow in the knowledge of God's Word. These resources include hundreds of devotionals, prayers, timelines, maps, Bible facts, teaching videos, activities, and more. Additionally, kids will learn about seven major themes of the Bible. These themes include courage, faith, hope, love, service, trust, and wisdom. The Faith in Action Edition is the most complete illustrated Bible for kids. You can purchase your copy today of the Action Bible Faith Faith in Action Edition at Sam's Club, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or wherever books are sold. Do you want to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of the local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com. So what about the next generation? That's my generation. That is Gen X. For a frame of reference, Gen X is roughly those people born between 1965 and 1980. I am definitely a Gen Xer. I'm smack dab in the middle of this generation, even though I actually identify with the baby boomer question most of all. Always have, always will. I've been a true seeker since childhood. Oh my gosh. 
Okay, okay. I just have to share this very telling story of myself. Why I remember this, I don't know. I I think because it's really telling about who I am. I remember being a very young child in a pre-kindergarten class at my church, and these kids were drawing people on the chalkboard. This was like before dry erase boards had been invented yet. So they were drawing these figures in chalk that had heads with arms and legs coming out of this big circle that was the face, like very primitive drawings. And there was no body to the people, just heads with appendages attached to them. (laughs) And this drove me crazy. Now, I'm no artist, but I remember getting in a very heated debate with another four-year-old about these walking faces and I insisted that they weren't accurate because our arms and legs do not come out of our heads. I remember interrogating this poor little boy saying, do you have an arm sticking out of your head? No, no, we have a torso, although I probably didn't use that term, but we have a body and our arms and our legs come out of our body. So we must, we absolutely must draw a body underneath the head. And then the arms and the legs, they come out of that. Oh my gosh, this poor kid. I'm I'm sure he got out of that class and you told his parents, I'm not going back in there. You can't make me. This crazy girl just blasted my artwork like like it offended her or something. But I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than I was obsessed with these drawings. They literally kept me up at night at age four because they weren't true. They weren't a true representation of our physiognomy. Yeah, I have been obsessed with truth my whole life life from for as long as I can remember. What is true? So I am a baby boomer at heart. But back to Gen X, the generation I was actually born in. Uh, Gen X was the generation that invented reality TV. Thank you very much, right? The very first reality TV show that got really huge aired on MTV in 1992, and it was called the real world. Gosh, that was years ago. (laughs) I I didn't really watch a lot of MTV. I don't think I was allowed to. Uh, But I remember that show. Apparently, it stayed on the air until 2017. I had no idea it stuck around that long. Now, there wasn't much that was real about this show like most reality tv it was carefully crafted and orchestrated but my generation came up with that form of entertainment and i would like to take this moment to apologize to all future generations for that okay just kidding some reality tv isn't the worst i love house hunters and you know, I guess that's somewhere in that genre and, you know, home renovation shows. But following people around to see what's happening in their everyday lives or or setting people up to fall in love in a game show format, that, that is just quite odd and theologically questionable. Anyways, especially when they craft everything into something that it isn't. It's not really real. Which brings us to the question of my generation. What question beats at the heart of Gen X? Well, they asked, what is real? Mm-hmm. They're obsessed with this question. But here's the thing. You can't know what is real until you first know what is true. We have talked about the correspondence theory of truth on this show, which in its simplest form says that truth is what is connected to reality. In other words, as our good friend from Foundation Worldview, Elizabeth Urbanowicz, likes to say, truth is what 
is real. So in order to know what is real, we first must know what is true. So Gen X was literally one generation removed from the primary question, the first question we should be asking, because you can't know what is real until you first know what is true. So what then happened with the millennials who were born between 1981 and 1995? Millennials are very value-oriented, by the way. They care deeply about the environment and justice, and they are motivated to find their purpose, and they want to know that their work is contributing to the greater good. So what was the burning question at the heart of this generation? Millennials want to know what is good. And shouldn't we all want to know that? That's a good question. But there are a lot of different definitions of good out there. You know, some people think it's good to affirm whatever reality your child wants to believe. That's how we've ended up with furries in our school. Have you heard of this phenomena? Like across the country, kids are dressing up like animals and going to school. Because they self-identify as pets. And obviously, a lot of parents are affirming kids changing their gender. That is quote-unquote good. The millennial question of what is good is a good question. But here's the problem. You cannot know what is good until you first know what is real. And you cannot know what is real until you know what is true. Gotta go back to the baby boomer generation question. We've got to ask what is true. And of course, in our postmodern world, there is no such thing as universal truth. You have your truth and I have my truth and they can coexist until you tell me that my truth is not really true. Until you tell me that even though every chromosome in my body is stamped with two X's, somehow I can change into a man if I want to. And men can change into women. And we don't have to pretend that that's why a Canadian power lifter who is a biological male is lifting 400 pounds more than the closest female athlete in the Western Canadian lifting championships last month. I mean, (laughs) that couldn't possibly be why he won. After all, he identifies as a female, so he is one, and that's good. Yeah, okay, I think we can all see. And starting with the question, what is good, we've lost all connection to reality, and more importantly, the truth. But according to our culture, it's good that a biological male won the women's lifting championship, leaving all the biological females in the dust, taking their awards and their endorsements and their opportunities. Again, to know what is good, we must know what is real. And to know what is real, we must know what is true. So that brings us to Gen Z, our kiddos. These kids were born between 1996 and 2012. What is their question? Now, at the time this Vanderbilt professor was giving this lecture and sharing these questions with us from each generation, that was was like over 10 years ago. And we didn't know what the prevailing question of Gen Z was because they were still so young. I think we know now. I think that question is glaringly apparent so obvious. Again, baby boomers asked what is true. Gen X asked what is real. Millennials asked what is good. And now Gen Z is clearly asking, what am I? Or 
who am I? Their question centers on identity. Am I a furry little creature who barks or meows? Am I what I feel? Am I what I'm attracted to? <sighs> Listen to this account of what a middle school student experienced at a school in Midland, Michigan. This young girl, an eighth grader, reported this at a 2021 Midland School Board meeting. She was, quote, confused as a student as to why kids are walking around acting like cats and dogs. And then she went on to describe a student who walked around the school with a long cat tail, cat ears, and little bells that jingled everywhere she went. She says, quote, I was walking down the hallway three weeks ago when a boy wearing dog ears barked at me and my friend as we passed, end quote. She added that the boy left the school building on all fours. She says, quote, I, I don't understand why these kids are acting so unhuman and not happy with themselves. These things just make me feel uncomfortable and so unnecessary as to why they're barking at me. It's very distracting during school days, end quote. I can't imagine why that would be distracting. It's not like there's a reason that schools are no pet zones. And check this out. In Kentucky, earlier this year, officials were perplexed by a group of middle school students who dressed and acted like cats, apparently after accepting a social media challenge, okay? So other students felt threatened by the furries who would, quote, hiss at you and scratch at you if they didn't like something you're doing, end quote. <laughs> That's not distracting. But don't worry. Don't worry, moms and dads. We have a team of researchers on the job trying to figure out what is going on here. This is a report from Psychology Today, it says, psychologists say furries aren't the deviants that they're sometimes represented to be. <laughs> That's a relief. We wouldn't want that scratching and hissing to get out of control. But according to Hal Herzog, who writes a column called Animals and Us for Psychology Today, he says, quote, regardless of what you have or have not heard about furries, it might surprise you to learn that there is a team of researchers who have devoted their careers to studying this fandom, end quote. Uh, okay, did you get that? There are researchers who have devoted their entire careers to studying people who identify as cats and dogs. I, I really wish that didn't surprise me, but nothing much does surprise me these days. You betcha. The question that burns in the heart of Gen Z is, who am I? Everything about this generation centers around identity. We've got to know this, moms and dads. Got to. That is why our discipleship in the home, like we talked about in the last episode with Robbie Angle, has to start with teaching our kids their identity in Christ. Our children are asking this question, who am I? Or, God forbid, what am I? And, and they're finding the answer anywhere and everywhere but God. They're finding it in, in, in what they're attracted to. They're finding it in what they feel. They're finding it in what makes them appear significant or important. Yet they get a ticker tape parade in our culture if they come out somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum. And suddenly... 
identity is their ticket to a, a better life, more acceptance, more social credit, more advancement in society, as they identify with false sources of goodness and of reality and some form of my truth. They are celebrated. That, mamas and papas, is why we need to help our kids understand their identity in Christ. And for them to understand it, like I said with Robbie in the last episode, we have to understand it ourselves. Who we are is not what we are attracted to. It's not what we feel. It's not our afflictions or our ailments. Sometimes we can identify with the fact that I'm depressed or I'm anxiety ridden or I have ADHD or I'm bipolar. Fill in the blank. I used to do that. I struggled with depression and anxiety for much of my adult life. And then one day, and I've told you this story before, but I'm telling it again. I met this amazing minister who had a son with autism. And he told me, I never say my son is autistic. I say my son battles autism and battles can be won. That blew my mind. It still gives me chills. It was such a eureka moment because this guy's son couldn't even speak. Most people would say that autism defined this child's existence. It was his identity, but not his dad. Uh-uh. He would have none of that. He did not define his son by what he battles. And neither should we, because we're all battling something. And battles can be won. Our identity also should not be rooted in my role as a good mom or your role as a good dad or grandparent or stockbroker or computer programmer or teacher or cook, which is really good because I'm not a great cook. But we are not what we do. Whatever we choose to identify with down here on this earth, it can become our reality if we let it. And that is a very unhealthy place to parent from. That's why we must, we must identify ourselves in Christ. That's why I've got to know that my identity is rooted in the fact that I'm created by a God who loves me, who died for me, a God who gives me mercy and grace, but also power and authority to overcome whatever I'm battling in this life, whether that is an ungodly attraction that I didn't ask for or a physical affliction that I didn't ask for or some sort of relational or vocational obstacle in my life, which I definitely didn't ask for. We all battle something or many things. But what we battle is not our identity. What we feel is not our identity. What we're attracted to is not our identity. What we do is not our identity. Our identity must come from the one who created us. If that is not the foundation of our life, then we will not experience freedom and purpose and meaning in this life. Is what we've got to model for our kids. And as we get this down, moms and dads, look for those opportunities to speak into your child's identity. Look for ways to to tell them who they are in Christ and to affirm their God-given calling in life. Start, though, with their shared identity, like we talked about in the last episode. You and your kids are beloved sons and daughters of God. And then use that platform to spring into their specific identity, those amazing gifts that God has given them that point towards their specific role to play in the grand story God is telling 
throughout history in their specific generation. How do we do that? Well, model for them, moms and dads, model for them the walk of a person who understands their identity in Christ. If if you need some help with that, pick up a copy of The Cure, which Robbie talked about last week in last week's episode. Listen to that episode again. It was chock full of foundational theology about our identity. And speak life over your kids. Let them know that they don't have to do one thing to earn your love. They were born into your love just as we are born into the love of our heavenly father we just need to receive it Hmm. and remember quick recap here when we know what is true and and we walk in the truth thank you baby boomers we will know what is real thank you gen x Then we can properly define what is good. Thank you, millennials. And we will know who we are, our identity. Thank you, Gen Z. You got that, moms and dads? We're we're all asking the right questions. Every generation is. We just need to ask them in the right order. Truth leads to a proper understanding of reality, which leads to the right definition of what is good, which helps us and our kids to know who we are, our true identity. And that's how we walk in freedom. After all, Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. (laughs) Amen to that. Well, coming up on CPCW, we're going to talk about how to parent through your hardest day with such an incredible testimony. You're going to love that one. Get your tissues. And we're going to have a former guest back on the show to talk about the deconstruction movement, how to build the kind of faith that is hard to deconstruct. So many good things are on the horizon. You don't want to miss a single episode. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you Your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time.
Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.